we're going on tour in november with uh god's eyes so we're we're really pumped the on boys that. yeah, the, yeah. The, the furnace fest alum the furnace, furnace fest, fest alum yep. that's insane they that played is... furnace fest and it's pretty fucking tight yeah um, we're gonna be riding off of their clout the entire time <laughs> yeah, <that's> exactly. <laughs> we're gonna put like on the uh the tour flyer like terrasol or no, God's eyes. Uh, Furnace sm- Fest alum with special guest. And it's small font. Just care, so. <laughs> Welcome to the 173rd episode of the Casa Ends Creation. I'm your host, Chris Deering. This is the show where interview bands and public figures from the MathCore, MathCore Jason community. Uh, if you enjoy this content, please like, subscribe, do all the things social. Every little bit helps. And if you'd like to join us every Sunday and Wednesday for the live cast, you can interact with the guests in real time or just hang out in the chat. Uh, you can subscribe to this channel for just five bucks to get access to the interviews before they hit YouTube and other streaming platforms, as well as get some exclusive emotes. Uh, you can also do that for free by attaching Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. It's like taking five bucks from Jet Bezos' pocket and putting it into mine. Uh, recently put up a pre-order for merch uh, and for vinyl for the Sound That Ends Creations uh, new EP, Unicorn Laser Bubblegum City, which will come out in uh, November. Uh, there's new shirt design. We got windbreakers. There's joggers. And like I said, there's uh, there's some vinyl also. You can get that over at the Sound That Ends Creations.bandcamp.com. Uh, without all that out of the way, let me introduce our guest today who dropped their debut album, Caustic Light, last Friday through Fisher King Records. Welcome in, Terracell. How's it going, guys? Hello. Hi. Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, uh, thanks for having us. Why don't you go around and tell us who you are, what you do in the band? Uh, left or right? Sure. Uh, my name's Hunter. I play drums. I am Joey. <laughs> I sing and play guitar. I'm Steven, and I play bass. Alrighty. Uh, guy couldn't tell you in chat is essentially telling uh, Hunter that he would like him with his shirt off. Is yeah, that... do whatever with that information. Sure. Um, I don't know. I, I really, I really like repping thin. Let me get the thin, the thin shirt real quick. I think you should take your shirt off. <sighs> right. Whatever. We're starting off. We'll look harder for the boy. We're starting yeah. off. There you go. Um, he also said shirtless hunter would bring me great malaise. So that's not a good thing. No, no, no not, he's oh, saying that he means shirt bad. hunter. After that, he oh, shirt is. is okay. Uh, but anyway, how did the band come together? Yeah, so I, like 2016, just wrote a bunch of kind of mediocre power violence demos um, and just sat on them forever and didn't really do anything. And our other guitarist, who's sick right now, um, was just kind of pestering me to like start a band with him. Um, at the time, uh, this is Steven, this is our, I, he just introduced himself, but um, we were in another band called uh, World Waker that was just kind of like eight string, proggy, post whatever nonsense um like one of those genty bands or kind of it was kind of like uh the contortionist meets tony danza but like in a very not nuanced way um it's on band camps everybody stream that get that get it popular it's really (laughs) bad let's let's blow it up but yeah um so we were just like playing the super like techie smart guy shit where it's like i'd write a song and it would take us a month to learn it um and it just like was not fun and it was just like we kind of wanted to play some brainless caveman riffs. Um, and at the time he was in kind of a like tech deathy band, a Trey was in like a kind of beat down slam band. And I was in black matter device. Um, and yeah, it, it was just something different. So in 2019, we put out a demo that we recorded in the tattoo shop basement that I was working in at the time. Um, it's really bad. Don't listen to it, but that's, that's kind of the, the origin story <laughs> that's sick so you just recorded the whole thing in the in the uh, tattoo shop is that what you're saying 
in the basement yeah that was kind of like uh my first little makeshift studio <laughs> makeshift studio what was, that? Area. was that just the single or was that the whole ep that was the ep holy shit yeah i didn't know that wait really so, y'all's ep was recorded in the basement of a tattoo show? that's fucking sick the, partially the basement partially my apartment at the time okay well because it sounds fucking good so like, it's <laughs> wild to me thank you <laughs> yeah it, it's funny like i'll kind of revisit it and i wasn't on it so i feel like i have like some sort of authority to do this but i'll like revisit it and i'm like damn this actually is like this is fire um and not just like writing like sound wise it sounds good too yeah. like sonically that's there's there are some songs on it that some people in the band don't find like too great now and i'm just like i'll revisit the whole ep and i'm like okay i kind of want to play this one but like we've got we're so much further down the line now that if we did that we'd kind of be like behind eight ball uh so yeah you guys dropped um something pretty much every year which uh, is really interesting because a lot of other uh bands have like huge holes in their careers since like 2019 because of like the pandemic all that other shit so uh, it's really cool how you've been able to like keep up with releasing at least something every year uh like you got your ep out you had a split with a band called iron price and then you did that first single in 2019 uh how wh- what's your secret to keep going to keep chugging along getting something out every year i think uh, stagnancy is just the death of creation for me personally, um, I when when writing a song at first, I'm very entertained. I'm like trying to figure out all the possibilities with like maybe like structure, certain like drum parts and stuff. But after a certain period, like some songs sometimes sound really good when you're making them, but then after they're released and you play them, they just don't age well for you as a musician. Um, so sometimes it's like that. Um, for me, it's just you, you thought a song was really awesome at first and then it, it's out and you play it so many times live that it's just like lost its magic in some time, some, some instances. So that kind of, at least for me, like it has like a creative drive to be like, OK, we just need to keep going. We need to keep searching for like that next really awesome idea and hopefully it lasts longer and it doesn't get as stale for, you know, playing it. Yeah, that, I, I totally agree with that. And I mean, it's like right now, like I've I've got demos of a whole nother EP ready to go that when you know we just put an album out two days ago so it's <laughs> i think kind of staying one step ahead but also not letting things get stale because i mean like even the album songs we haven't really played much as a group up until a couple weeks ago so it's just kind of like going into the studio they're still kind of fresh and not just like see you know because i mean I, like his other band i know when they put their album out the songs were like a year plus old at that point and they were all burnt out on them so which way that's dismantle right yeah oh yeah yeah, Steven's in another band called The Smelly Architect, and uh, anybody in the stream should definitely check this out. Anybody watching, listening, um, how would you describe it, Steven, real quick? This is like a... Um, it's like pretty technical. Yeah, I would say it's like, I mean, if you're fans of like, you know, Arcspire and stuff like that, it's not as technically demanding as that kind of stuff, but it is definitely like really hard stuff to play. For sure, um, but I would say at the end of the day, it's more. I would say, yeah, I would say, death. yeah, I would say, yeah, I would just say it's more modern tech death huh? than anything. Hey, that's really the best way I can describe it. Um, but I mean, we're on a hiatus, uh, on a def- indefinite hiatus right now. You know, a, a lot of my, t- most of all my time anymore is with Terraso, which is kind of really what I want to focus on. Hell yeah, and Stephen writes some killer riffs for sure. Yeah, and like, that goes back to what he what he was saying about writing the riffs. You know, especially like if when I when I'm writing a riff at home. You know, I kind of just 
usually half the time when I write a riff, I'm just sitting in front of my TV, just playing around and something will just catch, catch my ear. And nine times out of 10, they think it's bangers. So I keep it. <laughs> um, we love it. And, you know, surprisingly, you know, one of our, you know, fan favorite songs on the album is one that, you know, I wrote. So I, I'm. Steven is, is uh, pretty, which is McCartney of the band. I wouldn't say that at all. <laughs> But, uh, but it definitely makes you feel good, you know. Yeah, because um, I'm very self conscious when it comes to my writing. So usually I'll have like all these ideas, and like I'm the world's worst at like writing songs, but not showing them to them because I'm afraid that they're going to be like, oh, no, that's oh, yeah. I don't know that. Oh yeah, he's just like I don't know how I feel about this. What do you? And it's just like a fucking ass <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, uh Empty Skies is the example of that on this record. Yeah, the I'm entire first half of that was him, and then I just kind of stapled some yeah. weird noodles but, to the um, end. Yeah, like a great example of like what we were talking about earlier with songs kind of getting stale. That's kind of the split for at least myself and I think Joey as well. Yeah. Like those songs were like our first experience with me drumming, coming up with songs and stuff like that. And they were great at the time. Um, but like playing them live, they've kind of just like lost their magic, at least for like some of us you can say all of us okay all of us yeah um so yeah i think the album is definitely like a great example of songs because you know it's they're so fresh still where they still have their magic and we still think like they're awesome we really are excited to play them live yeah and that's like the split songs we were playing those like eight months before it even came out yeah we've yeah. only played one song off the album more than once we spent so a bunch like... of time writing the split songs and i think that's kind of what made them do that to us well, so you talk about like getting stale and stuff. How long has the album been written for? Like, how long have the songs been published? Oh, oh some songs like what? A, a year, couple months. I, I would say a couple months, and some songs at least a year. Yeah, I, I think it's been a little over a year since we wrote the first one. Like right when we put the split out, we started writing, and then I mean, one song we were still kind of working out the tweaks in the studio. <laughs> well, like since recording, how long have they been? Like, how long has it been sitting oh, there? Um, well, we recorded it in like what April. April, May. April, yeah. May, so yeah. Oh, um, so relatively quickly then. Some some mm-hmm. songs like we literally added them last minute, and I think compositionally they were like pretty much done by March. Okay. Damn. And yeah. then yeah, we kind of were like, all right, we need to map this out. We need to make sure like it's good. And then like some stuff just kind of happened in studio. Like there's some drum parts that I kind of played around with and like doing my own like pre-production with Joey, and like some things were just kind of added in last minute and. They just like vibe really well, so. So I feel like your sound is pretty fucking wild right now. Uh, how how would y'all describe your music? What would you like label yourselves as? And uh, yeah, how would you describe it? I mean, we. That's the thing. Like some some people some people label us different things. I mean, I look at us as you know. I, I just say chaotic hardcore at the end of the day yeah. with a lot of like post rock elements um that's just kind of like what i say it's just it's more simple just to say that yeah um, i think that gets it pretty well yeah for sure it's really funny the um the guy from bright eyes uh retweeted the brooklyn <laughs> vegan feature for the album and was like uh genre talk is killing the good left in music or oh, something so like good. that so like i don't know like it's fucking cheesy like we get called a lot of shit we get called like yeah. post metal noise rock sludge metal. like someone called us death metal recently which i don't really get but i'm at a point now where i'm just like we are whatever you think we are personally yeah. I, think it's, I think i think it's beautiful that people attach a genre to a band and like people still kind of like think how did you get there i think it's cool just to see how people's brains work with genres and stuff because right. of it kind of like sometimes exposes what people think genres are in certain stances and what what they're actually not. But 
some like people's brains are different people think that we sound like death metal so <laughs> yeah that's well, like cool. you can't like completely fault and there are some parts where like that makes some that makes some sense like uh yeah. for instance whenever the way that i whenever i first saw you guys like your name like a, a long time ago i thought y'all were a power violence band like the name terror <laughs> we logo originally were yeah. Uh, yeah well uh now you're you're i don't even know what to call y'all anymore uh you got like the uh the crazy power violence moments then you have like awesome breakdowns you got some crazy sludge parts some slow doomy parts even clean sections and stuff it's a bit of like everything kind of thrown into a blender uh is that kind of like a fair way oh obviously not obviously structure yeah, yeah, better yeah. than throwing it in a blender but uh you yeah, can touch all these sure. different genres and it's kind of it's kind of cool like um like joey will have like a post-rock part and then we'll kind of try to figure out how to incorporate that without reaching too far out of bounds but I, yeah i think the main thing is just like trying to cover as much like sonic territory as possible without just like frankensteining shit together right. that without being like work. whiplash or whatever exactly I, yeah. I hate to throw this band out there because they're so influential for it but definitely bt bam we don't want to like take a lot of like the harsh transitional stuff that they do i mean like it's cool and everything like i've, I've heard my share of bt bam like releases and stuff but like even still like doing that stuff with us i feel like may come off more like cheesy than anything so you know yeah and that was one critique that like the ep got a lot is just like oh i really like the first five songs and then the weird post-rock thing at the end just like wasn't <laughs> and i think that's kind of a, a victim of being on a short release because i feel like we kind of incorporated a lot of the same like writing conventions on the album but there's a little more context to it where it's not just like five just heavy songs and then a random fucking post-rock track yeah i think the other thing too is that like everybody in this band we listened to completely opposite ends of the spectrum music. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like there, there are a lot of bands that we all mutually like, you know, and listen to, but for the most part, like our music tastes are just so far out there that, you know, the influence is insane about, you know, what we're drawing in, you know, like with me personally, I listen to more, I'm a huge like grindcore and like that kind of stuff, just really angry, aggressive. I, I, any band that uses HM2, I like. So, Oh, yeah. I'm usually going to gravitate towards those kind of bands, but you know, Joey listens to like, you know, he he'll go from fuming mouth to me without you. So it's like the, the, spe <laughs> the spectrum is so, so great when it comes to, and I'm the same way. I listen to a lot. Like I'm a huge, like eighties dark wave and like, uh, you know, new wave fan. Like I, I like love, I love synth pop and stuff <laughs> like that. So, you know, like my guilty pleasure band, I'm not gonna lie, are the B-52s. Like, Hell yeah, dude. Huge, Why is that a guilty pleasure? Depot, Depot slap. Depot yeah. slap. Like that's a huge. Like that's a huge. Them and like the Go Go's too. Like I'm like I love. I, yeah, I love. Yeah. Yeah, like I love 80s pop. Like I love 80s. That. That synth, nothing guilty you know? about 80s yeah. pop. That's the best pop. Yeah, I like, feel, like, I feel kind of bad. Yeah. I like I like the sound of inspiration. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, Christian canceled. But yeah, like, <laughs> but yeah. Like I'll go from I'll go from stuff like that to like rotten sound and napalm death so it's like yeah. like i said for all of us the spectrum of like what we're influenced by is so great and i think that with our music a lot of that is represented and it just comes together for, to, sure. for what you hear so well uh, yeah. joey and hunter what <laughs> yeah. about like y'all's influences and stuff what are you bringing what are you bringing in yeah joey you wanna i mean like, like i i genuinely don't even know where to start I, I feel like as i've like been doing this longer i i kind of reach less for like metal when it comes to influence i guess um 
but I mean, I, I, I do listen to fucking everything. I've been on a really bad nineties hip hop kick lately, oh, yeah. um, but I mean, like, I, I feel like learning other styles of music and kind of bringing in that vocabulary instead of just like, Oh, it's another band that rips off Dillinger. Yeah. Oh, it's another band that rips off Gaza. Like, I, I feel like there's enough of that already that like, you know, I mean, uh, what's this thing? Good artists borrow, great artists steal or something like that. I think yeah. that's true to some degree, but also like who you're stealing from, I think uh, is varying levels of impact on that. Yeah. You know, like there, there's a million bands that sound like Dillinger and like they do that sound well, but it's like, they're not Dillinger. You I, know? Think, I think another thing too, is that there are a lot of artists and musicians out there that pigeonhole themselves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I think that's a big thing more. too. Yeah, like exactly. And then like they realize later on, they're like, man, I should have, maybe I should have done this or, you know, maybe I should have gave this this type of style a chance. You know what I mean? Because like there are definitely those death metal or die people out there, you know. But I used to be like that. Yeah. Where death metal or black metal. I mean, I was a young, I was a young, stupid teenager as well at one point too. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah now you're an old like, stupid now now, now, old. now i'm a 30 year old stupid <laughs> adult so nothing's changed i've just gotten older <laughs> yeah but yeah i think that's the big thing is that there's a lot of pigeonhole uh holding goes on so and i think that if you limit yourself to one thing like there's so much music out there that you know yeah. it's insane so as far as uh, my stuff goes i'm all over the place uh, also um but uh, as far as like this band goes um Joey basically had to show me Converge for me to get what this band is about. <laughs> yeah. What I mean that is like everybody in this band is like very much influenced by Converge. So I I wasn't really like a huge Converge person upon joining. Um, the only album I'd really like listened to was um, what X to Fail, X to Fall, X to Fall, X to Fall. Um, so and it's I didn't really a huge even... Converge fan then I guess if you the album. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't really like I didn't really like hear a bunch of converge and that was the only one and I didn't really give that a chance. So can I can I give a confession here? I've only yeah. ever heard Jane Doe. And it, it's sick, but I haven't moved yeah. on to the other albums yet. There's so much converge you are missing out on. Honestly, I think it's it's a time and place type thing too. Like disagree. Converge is timeless. Like, I mean yeah, that's converge fair, is yeah. very timeless, but like who knows? Chris may be wanting to listen like Madonna or something, you know. I mean going from, going from Madonna to Converge is quite the... I mean, yeah, but like I think since his fail is a time and place man, converge is like anytime, any place for real. <laughs> Joey Joey's saying this as just going on a huge nineties hip hop kick. Well, I'm just saying I, I like a bunch of shit that if I were to hear today, I would not like. Like to me, that's like a, a time and place thing, but like <laughs> but yeah. Um, Converges like your life is what you're saying. Like where you it's just like I think it's it's not music that dates itself, you know? Like you listen to like old like MySpace emo, like Census Fail. It's like, hell yeah, when I was like 17, that was the shit. But like it didn't really age the most gracefully, you know? Whereas like I feel like the 90s converge stuff and even like their current stuff, like I don't know, bands like that just have such staying power. For sure. Um I went on a road trip uh to Philly last week and when I did that, I gotten a converge kick where i just that was the only thing i wanted to hear and i checked out like some of their old stuff like no heroes and then um when the sky i don't know the rest of that record um but um they just like from me listening to it for the first time in a car while also listening to a bunch of current music um they hold up for sure there's a bunch of nasty like parts that i think you'll definitely enjoy if you ever feel like checking them out but um yeah, Joey showing me Converge kind of opened the door to a bunch of like music I had like not neglected but have didn't really know about. And it's kind of funny because I'll talk to people about influences and stuff. And when I mentioned the fact that like 
this is a very new thing for me. They're like, what have you been doing your whole life? Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know anything about like math core, metal core. I was, I was doing a bunch of like other, other genre type stuff as far as like my listening. Um, so getting this side of music is definitely awesome. Like joining this band definitely, I think, um, exposed me to a bunch of music that I needed to hear also. So, and I also take a bunch of influence from a lot of like modern bands too, like hearing stuff that, um, all the dark trail bands do t- hearing stuff all the other bands do that are current in mathcore metalcore it's very inspiring to also like try and channel um some stuff and throw them in there as well but converge definitely when i first joined the band i took the mathcore side of this band and how we get that association to like the max i was trying to do stuff that um i think everybody was probably uncomfortable with doing at the time as far as like just weird like mathy stuff like at the end of the day this is like a converge type band that has like a bunch of like ass beater if you don't need to put like a bunch of mathy stuff behind it if it's not needed i like the term remedial math core it's like it's there but it's like definitely not doing too well in math school yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's carrying a it's carrying a d average yeah, yeah, all, all, these, all these guys yeah. failed geometry in high school. Why? I did actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, so the lyrics, a uh, bunch of like, from what I get it, it's like about personal issues like addiction, depression, things like that. Uh, I assume Joey handles the lyrics, or right. yeah. So, what's your inspiration for the lyrics? Is it like something that you're living with, or are you trying to just tell stories, or? And like oh. how like what would you like to tell us about the lyrics? Yeah, I mean, so it, I don't know. A, a lot of it is tricky. I suck at like making a narrative, so it's mostly just like generalized beliefs, um, which is another thing. I feel like I'm a, a relatively like I don't know. I look at things with a lot of nuance, so it's really hard to kind of like fully endorse like oh fuck religion, God is awful, or like you know like go on one of these extreme tangents with the exception of like cops are bad uh capitalism's bad yeah so i mean like the majority of our shit is just like fuck cops burn your local police station um but i mean you can only do so much of that like the ep was pretty much just that and the split was pretty much just that um but i mean like i don't know i feel like the pandemic was like really rough on pretty much everyone in a lot of ways especially like interpersonal relationships i know so many people that got divorced and broke up and all that um and i got like a seven-year relationship myself so like that was really rough really rough um and just kind of dealing with a lot of like feelings of being alone and uh i think it's really bad realization that like just about all of my like childhood friends that i grew up with were either like dead or in jail um, so on top of like, you know, being alone in my apartment and being isolated from everyone all the time, it's just like sitting with this, like, oh, like all of my, you know, these people who I knew as like pure, innocent kids are like dead and in really bad spots. Um, not to make the vibes atrocious or anything, but uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think, that's what the lyrics are about, right? So it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I think this album's definitely a, a little more personal than I'd like previously been comfortable talking about because I mean, it's it's one thing when you you make a, a kind of generalized statement like you know fuck cops or whatever because anyone with half a brain is you know there, there's only so much scrutiny you can really hold that up to but like once you kind of make things a little more personal and about you it kind of like i don't know you kind of become a little more attached to the media itself so like 
oh this song is bad is like oh you're you like you know your life is stupid <laughs> i don't know yeah yeah i mean and, and you make and what's funny about that is like even on being of light you know you make you know like what well, we talked about that the weekend that you came over you know that's that's a you know that's a song that you know i would have to say it, it does pertain you know it, it is you know if you've dealt with suicide or suicidal issues, that is definitely a song that is about that. But it's also a song that, you know, with it being the being of light, it's 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 an entity or a saving grace, if you will, I guess. Yeah. That, you know, you're about to do the deed and, you know, you just it's the sense of just I'm not going to do this. Why, yeah. am I, why am I doing this? You know, if I do this, everybody that cares about me it's just going to create a, a world of hurt and problems for them yeah so you know it's I, yeah i guess it's a song yeah i guess at the end of the day that song would be about you know overcoming suicide and and trying to find that light that drives you to sure. a better place yeah that was a that was a weird one when i was kind of in that funk i had this like really vivid like suicidal ideation um and i went to bed that night and i had this dream that i like drove myself out to the river and like went to like sorry if this is like super dark trigger warning i guess if you're like you know <laughs> yeah. maybe yeah, walk, get, get to go to the bathroom or something but like uh i don't know i have this dream where i like went to the river and like tried to drown myself and i like the river was like a million feet deep and i just kept going down and there was like this crazy like i'm not religious but like angel figure or something um and yeah, it's, that's kind of like the first song i wrote lyrics for lyrics are kind of always like taking a back seat to the actual songs like everything we've written as a band i hadn't really had lyrics for up until we had everything done like with pre-production in the studio um but i, I tried to be a little more um proactive with writing for this one because i knew it was going to be kind of a little more important just because you know my headspace kind of dictated the the tone of a lot of songs which in turn uh dictated the lyrics so uh do you feel like you're not gonna be as like political moving forward then you're gonna be more no, like absolutely not. type of stuff okay definitely still political oh definitely still political okay gotcha, yeah gotcha, yeah gotcha. that's that's that hasn't left no <laughs> that's not going anywhere I, I think the only thing that was added was kind of like the personality of like who's writing the songs as opposed to like personal issues and stuff um and going forward i hope that like joey is able to explore that more and maybe like also you know if joey ever hits like a spot with needing to write certain stuff for certain songs too i'd love to also like collab but steven's also always open to write lyrics and stuff like that but i feel like yeah exploring more of those personal things are going to be like the new thing for us going forward uh and this record is kind of like the stomping ground for incorporating that that's another thing too i've also found when it comes to writing songs more or less based upon like i mean i'm not the best lyricist so like a lot of like what i write is more or less what i'm feeling as far as musically and usually yeah like I feel like writing songs that have more of a, a deeper personal connection or deeper, per, deeper personal meaning to me are the ones that hit the hardest. Oh yeah. Live. You can kind of feel yeah, that, like you, you feel yeah, that, that energy. Yes. That's that raw energy. You can feel that emotion. You can feel if, if one of the bandmates says if band members is, is pissed off or if they're, if they're sad or you could feel it. Yeah. What's and, funny is oh, and because anybody, because anybody 
anybody can sing political, can, 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 you know, political shit, you know, that's, yeah. that's so common nowadays, you know, but obviously we're never going to stop that because there's social issues and causes that we believe so deeply in, and we're not going to stop preaching that. Exactly. But at the same time, you know, we hope that anything in our, you know, like, in a, you know, like me, I'm the first one to admit I have, I do struggle with mental health issues and I have ever since I was a child, you know, I'm, I don't want, I'm not going to get too into it, but it's pretty bad, you know? So with lyrics like that, and the way that the music, you know, is written, it just, it, the feel is so much different, man. It's like a serious release. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm, I'm not really the most lyrical person. I'm not a Levi by any extent of the means. I don't really look into lyrics of records like that often, but um, I kind of had to with this record because I got really curious about what Joey was talking about. And I'm just kind of like, ah, oh, math, I'm playing drums. Woo. These songs sound really good. And then I was like, wait, Joey, show me over those lyrics. And then Joey shot me over like everything. And I'm like, holy shit, dude, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like this yep. is not only is it host scaring music but it's also like host scaring like you know um topics and stuff um to certain people yeah and, and that's like one thing I, I i don't know i think like he was saying there's definitely a little more impact when you're you know talking about something that's real and you know there's like, nothing wrong with like superficial lyrics like the death metal guy screaming about like eating the world or whatever like that's sick but like i don't know growing up like kind of around like the screamo community like there's just like it's emotion the music you know like that's not carly ray jepson uh to be confused I, yeah um but it, it, that's like the core principle it's you know the fucking um uh, i forgot the guy from nirvana's name oh that's the one sample the beginning of the the page 99 song um in love with an apparition just like it, it's it encompasses like everything about that it's like it the technical prowess does not fucking matter. Like if it's good and if it has passion, like that's all that matters. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, the worst known in chat says, damn, checking out the album right now and it rips and we stand our fellow sad Kings. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Except for bright eyes. We don't like bright eyes. No, no. Yeah. They can, they can go somewhere. <laughs> also, we, we wish, we wish J man the, um, the sweetest of nights tonight. Yeah. Shut up. Yes. Uh, converge. For, shout, uh, shout saying out. no. Yes. Yeah, shout, shout <laughs> out, shout that out. was the best hard. No, I've ever seen. It was so <laughs> great. It was so good. Don't know how I got a copy of the record, but thanks. <laughs> Uh, no. so this is recorded and mixed by Joey. Uh, I assume in your house or, or where y'all are at right now? Or? <laughs> yeah, so I... Um, another tattoo shop. DIY, baby. Not another tattoo <laughs> shop this time. Uh, I kind of turned tattoo the, shop. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I kind of turned the downstairs. I got a house uh, last year, and I just kind of turned the downstairs into kind of a project studio. Um, so we tracked everything there. Okay. Uh, how long did it take to get it uh, recorded and mixed and everything? Oh, man. Drums, it took two days. The first day was bad. We had, like, a really bad time the first day. And the second day, we knocked out everything. I think the same thing happened with guitars. It took two days. Guitar was one day. One day. Yeah. One day was we spent two days on drums, one day getting guitar tones. Oh, yeah. One day tracking the actual guitars. Bass took like bass, three different sessions. Bass, bass took two sessions only because uh, the job I was working at the time, um, it didn't allow me any... Um, I would get off super late. Yeah. yeah. So the only days that I could do it were either like a Saturday night or Sunday. So I guess two days, technically. A lot of it also was songs we wrote without Steven. And it was literally like, Hey, here's three songs. Here's what I'm playing. Yeah, so I had to write something. (laughs) So I basically had to go into the studio and like write, basically write bass parts for certain songs. Some of the songs. I never learned them. 
except until I went to record them. Right. You, know? you still did them all in one take for the most part. Yeah. So th- this album was pretty, as far as instruments, um, low fidelity. I think the thing that took the longest was um, writing lyrics and then like tracking vocals. Even then, that didn't even take that long. I, I recorded vocals in this album three times over because I just wasn't happy with them. And the uh, the back and forth between you and Hunter. But it oh, yeah. over, over the mixes. Uh, but it, yeah. it's it's funny. It's funny because um like Joey will lay down a rough vocal track or something rough to uh, them, but like I'll hear it and I'm like it's done, that's it, we're we're good. And then Joey will be like, actually, I kind of want to redo this. I don't think it sounds as good. I'm like, bro, literally, what are you doing? Keep doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I also it's good. After the second go through, I got to the very last song and or no, I cycled back around. I redid the first song. That was the last thing I tracked. And the very end, I don't know how I managed to do it, but I just like started doing vocals in a way I'd never done before. And listening back, I was like, okay, I need to figure out how to do that again. So I really like the way that sounds. So I just completely redid just about the whole thing. So you were talking about the instruments being done in like a day or two. Why'd y'all like take so such a short amount of time? Why not like draw it out longer, like see about exploring different things and such? I was just, like sick for- of like writing those things. Those are I think um, we just had him down. Um, then also we were like, wait, we, we've set a deadline for ourselves, and we were months behind it. So at that point, it's like having a more sharp schedule is just like, if we don't do this now, we're not going to fucking finish it. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm the wor- I think committing to stuff on the way in is like my favorite approach. And, you know, I can play around with like reamping and all kinds of amp modelers and shit. But if, if it's good enough on the way in and we can work with it, then that's, you know, it's less decision-making in the mix process, which helps me a lot because I'm the kind of person that will do 62 uh, mix downs of a song and then right. <laughs> just never be finished with it. Um, compositionally, most of them are done though. Like there's a couple we had to kind of like hash out in the studio a little bit, but it was very like few and far between. We um, also did a full instrumental pre-production before we started tracking. So we had like, demo guitars demo like live drums and everything already done so we we went into it kind of knowing like what we were doing and what we wanted to get out of it that also kind of changed my perspective on and i know joey recorded the record but like as far as like my personal stuff that i do and like other projects that kind of changed my um my viewpoint in going into projects like for for me it's kind of like um i read an article on the new slipknot album just randomly because you know you do that sometimes and i think one of the biggest gripes by some members was there was no pre-production and this album kind of made me like think like holy shit like i don't know what it would feel like if we were to do another thing without pre-production like it would just feel so messy and like things aren't structured like pre-production definitely i think helps people realize like if something is going to be like enjoyable to play down the line or compositionally like at the best moment for everybody so pre-production saves lives that's the um the lesson of today's podcast yeah uh so we got your album art up on now um this is a photo of hunter is that right <laughs> no? okay. hey i shot my shot and i was wrong what uh what are, we, what are we looking at here then uh this is a photo of our friend jessica that um yeah, Will from there's other band from Tulpa took the photo. Will is a professional photographer. Okay, we're just surrounded by artists with all these different uh, random trades and stuff that we can kind of just be like. We hey. need to do a parody cover now of uh, you standing at the window. That'd be great. I love. <laughs> I, I did a Taylor Swift one because uh, she like announced the like album at the 
was it the Grammys or something like that? Because that was that was pretty cool to like make an edit of it like that. But shit, yeah, we need to do we need to do a fucking parody. That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, so what's this meant to like represent? What was the thought process behind this? So we originally we're gonna get um Chris Taylor from Page Ninety Nine to do some art for us. Um, and like talking to him is really fucking chill. He was kind of like he wanted to hear everything before he like committed to doing anything. Um, but I mean, at that point, we were just like so far, like not ready for that at all. Just needed to get something done to be done. Um, so the original plan was we were going to get uh, our friend Jessica to pose in front of the window and have a flash in her face. So you just see kind of like everything like her front and her face is just a blur and we're gonna have chris do some kind of crazy shit over top of that um and then the more time we spent with looking at that image will took a couple other ones for like the back cover liner notes and stuff like that i think we all kind of collectively just like fell in love with that one shot where she's looking out the window that was originally gonna be the back cover um and i i think it just works so much better than we originally planned and then um I, I hate to do say the obvious, but definitely the chat pile record that came. Out. I was literally about to mention that. That um, like, yeah, like <laughs> it's not. It's not the. Oh, never mind. It is exactly the like. Hey, bro, can I borrow your homework? Yeah, the, the format <laughs> is just so funny. Um, and like, <clears throat> I, I know like other bands have done it. Um, chat pile have kind of like brought that to like the forefront with how accessible and unaccessible but like very much popularized their music is now um so it's just a really cool format to like try out and i'm glad we were able to like get something without completely like ripping off uh god's country and all their other releases um shout out chat pod about yeah, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with like you know taking a cool template or whatever too so. it'd be one thing if we like took the actual art photo like you know yeah <laughs> right right <laughs> so there's just like a, going a out the border it. yeah yeah, there's just like going out into like a city or whatever and taking a picture of like if, industrialized yeah. shit or whatever. If anything, it's to just show how like ingrained their music is for like some of our our sound and um, influences and stuff. Like, fucking love the band. So, what what better way to kind of I guess pay homage to a band and uh, copy their homework? You know, homage, <laughs> homage. What is it? Homage. Homage. Oh, it's like gyro, euro gyro. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird word. <laughs> It's like one of those words like you don't like you don't say a whole lot when you like see it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sure. I've had so many people correct me and call it a hero is what they've been saying and I, I still don't believe I hate it. That. I don't believe it. It's a fucking gyro dog. I'm sorry. Right. I think I remember people saying that when I was growing up. Yeah. But now I don't hear it, that. It is like actually correct, but like <laughs> Uh so we have your music video playing now. Um this one's for Being of Light. Uh What's the uh, thought behind this? What movie are are the uh, the? <laughs> what what scaring the hose film did you put in the background? So um, <laughs> we hired someone to do PR for us, um, which was a very necessary thing, and I feel like it helped us a whole lot. Um, originally, we weren't going to do a music video at all, and he was like, "You really need to do one if you want to push vinyl." <laughs> and uh, shout out Christian Mathcore Index, by the way. Yeah, we are, love, like love Christian. Not just mm-hmm. a rando. If you're trying to like put out an album and need help with that uh, hit him up but yeah he was kind of like you definitely need to do some kind of music video um so it was kind of like what's the you know most low effort thing we can get away with that still is going to look okay um so we just kind of stacked amps in a room uh 
played the song and spliced in uh, footage from uh, Begotten. And I, I kept losing my glasses. <laughs> the the hunter glasses continuity is the best part of the video. Yeah. It, I think I think it's good to have a serious music video, but also I think it's cool to have like that little bit of like you know wiggle room where it's like like ah, but it's like at the same time the little little bit of silly like injected in there, but not too much to be maybe overtly corny, I guess. What's, hey, so what's the begotten way. about then? <laughs> um, see, you can probably explain that better than me. I've what? never heard of it before. Begotten. What is begotten? Okay, so begotten basically is I would just I would just uh, consider it like an art film of sorts. It's 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 um, there's no dialogue in the movie at all. It's all black and white. Um, basically, it it, it kind of represents like I can't describe it. Like basically, like at the beginning of the film is what you see in the music video. That's supposed to represent God, and he's stabbing. He's eviscerating himself and stabbing himself. Basically, and uh, you see, uh, I don't know. Man. It's, like the, it's like the rebirth of Mother Nature. Yeah. Basically, it's it's a really experimental art film. It's, it's basically a take on the Bible. <laughs> and now it's like this. Um, man, I hate using the word edgelord, but people people associate it with like that type of like, oh, you're watching that film, that that you know. I don't think it's edgelord shit. It's yeah. definitely like art kid shit. Yeah, but like, I, it's definitely it's, not edgelord it's, shit. It's like a Reddit, a yeah, Reddit movie. It's it's a movie. I really can't. I, I really can't put. It, it, it's an. You have to watch it to really. It's definitely yeah. like uh, something you see a viral post of like top ten weirdest movies kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> like it's like you know people who are really into like the cinema. It's like a pretty big thing, but um, it's, it's like a normies like Fisher Price, my first like art film. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's only like an hour long. But what yeah, is that like, one movie like The Temple or The Mountain or something? Or oh, Holy Mountain? Holy Mountain, Holy Mountain, Mountain yeah. yeah. So something along those lines, then. What is that? Holy Mountain? I yeah. haven't seen it. Alex loves it. It's my fucking trippy as shit. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I need to watch it. Has it. like no plot at all, but holy fuck, man! You, you know that's a movie you take yeah. drugs to. That's <laughs> like that, like Tetsuo the Iron Man, like all of those like weird eighties like art films are so fucking sick. Oh man, <laughs> I remember watching Akira. Side note. And I like had an existential crisis after that. that like movie, the anime? Yeah, that movie is so beautiful. Booger Hand says Holy Mountain is great, but Begotten is more so like Haxon. Yeah, yeah. that's my yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. That's Alex. Hi. Booger Hands. Hey. I love you. <laughs> post, post some critiques. Post more critiques, Alex. Post whole. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a movie. I can't really describe it. You have to watch it to really be like, okay, I get it now. Speaking of Hole, uh, there's a Pitchfork list of like greatest album of the '90s, and they put they put Hole they put a Hole record above Nevermind. Like <laughs> a what record? Cor- like Courtney Love's uh, project Hole. Like they oh. did a ni- they did a Pitchfork '90s best album. I mean best album of the '90s, and they put like Nevermind at like five or something, and then they put Hole at like three. I like Hole, but that is just fucking wrong. And I'm then, sorry. <laughs> then they say album of the '90s was Loveless. Yeah, of course. That's understandable. That's my driving off of a bridge record. <laughs> you just listen to that record and you you imagine like a ramp that just propels you into water uh so what do y'all have planned in the future you got like tours happening or uh, any music videos coming out or anything yeah we we may be doing another music video we do have uh i run a record label and i've started doing like a little mini series of like kind of like the what's in your bag thing um but it's just like influential records so we, we did one of those that's going to be coming out soon 
Fisher King records, by the way. Fisher I was King just records. about to start talking about that. I meant to bring that up before Call going it, on to uh, this stuff. But Flesh Machine, Doll Baby, uh, DB Cooper's on yeah, there now. I just saw that today. That's yep. crazy. I didn't know that they were, yeah, they were part love, of it. Only like Shay. I'm kidding. Uh, the whole, <laughs> love, love, love DB Cooper. Real, um, real all-star lineup. Yeah, very for, proud for of it. Sure. Um, so, are they doing like a new album with you then, or are you like, uh, or did you press the last one, or I, 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 I pressed the last one. I, I can't say anything about it. You know, okay. Shay just vomits stuff, and we're like, oh, okay. But um, <laughs> yeah, we're we're going on tour. More importantly, um, yeah, let's bring that up. Not more importantly, DB Cooper, but more importantly than my little label. Uh, we're going on tour in November with uh, God's Eyes, so we're we're really pumped. The boys, that. yeah, the, yeah. The Furnace Fest alum, the Furnace, furnace Fest, Fest alum. Yep. that's insane. They that played is... Furnace Fest, and it's pretty fucking tight. Yeah, is, um, we're gonna be riding off of their clout the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna put like on the uh, the tour flyer like Terrasol or no God's Eyes uh, Furnace it's Fest sm- alum with special guest. And it's small font. Just Terrasol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're about y'all going. Uh, it's been, I think we're going up to New York, down to Florida, maybe a little uh, above New York. I don't really know, to be honest. East Coast. Yeah, yeah. East okay. Coast. Yeah. A lot of homies out on that side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love it. Um, so, y'all played a lot of shows. What's the best show you guys have played? As a band? Sure. Honestly, Ooh. I really like the Orbital show that we played. Which one? Uh, oh, the only one felt that one felt really good. That we played really we played good, a show yeah. at this uh, DIY art space, uh, like music practice space in Richmond. They're moving at the moment, um, but they're called Orbital Music Park, Music Park, Music Park, and um, they're like a very cheap um, way to practice in a very awesome space. Um, they're currently moving to have more space to accommodate more musicians because they had very limited space. But um, Tom is the dude. Yeah, Tom. Yeah. Tom's the Tom owner. Tom is um, the man. The space is awesome. Uh, sometimes they'll have gigs. We propose to have a gig for uh, an abortion fundraiser for um, Virginia Mutual Aid Fund. Which or, or Richmond Mutual Aid Fund? No, or? it was uh, Richmond Reproductive uh, yeah, Freedom yeah, Project. That, yeah. that, that, that was um, that was really successful. It was it was great. We raised a bunch of money for a great cause. It was during a very important time. Uh, Roe v. Wade was, I think, just overturned. Yep. Um, so, but it was rad. Like it was for a great cause. We had a really great time. The lineup was awesome. We loved all the bands that played. Yeah. Um, it's it's a really great community space, and they're opening back up as a venue. So if you're in Richmond practice at rich or uh, orbital music park yes. it's great they should be reopening sometime next year i think i think they've just closed to move into yeah. um, house, but... the show the show at um last year in uh, new york trans pecos that was a really oh, yeah, fun trans show pecos was yeah. really cool too. i think that's my favorite also that was a it, good turnout uh and people beat each other's asses so that was also really <laughs> yeah. good too. there are so many friends on that bill it yeah, was it was it was a home it was a homie fest it, it was us get from god Damn. god's eyes then uh even Jesus the opening band christ yeah it was, yeah, it was sick. a good <laughs> yeah it was a good show <laughs> yeah, yeah. the opening band was also sick Vaso they they can i don't remember i'm so sorry they were rad though uh Vaso died they fuck me something constrictor <laughs> They were rad. <laughs> yeah, Trent Pecos is an amazing venue. Yes. Um, shout out to Gift from God for always asking us to play shows up north. There, that, that was God's eyes. Oh, God's eyes. <laughs> that was all God's eyes. <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout out to God's eyes for always um, being homies and asking us to play a bunch of shows and taking us on tour. Um, I don't know if we have a worst show with me in the band personally. <laughs> we we haven't had too many nightmare shows. I feel like every 
other show something really bad goes wrong, but I think at this point we've gotten pretty good at recovering. Yeah. Um, I don't know if y'all had a bad show with Baylor. Baylor's the old drummer. No, I can't say we did. The the one show in Falls Church wasn't great. Um, <coughs> That's the one where you had all the technical difficulties. Yeah, we had one show where I, I literally stepped on a cable and it split in half. And it so just I just kind of... Yeah. I've never seen it happen before. It yeah, was like a, how does that cable. Even a it's like a nice cable. Um, Shout out to Baylor, by the way. We love you, Baylor. Yeah, he's probably not watching this, but we love him. Yeah, we love um, Baylor. Yeah, so I just kind of ended up like at that point, everything else, like it took us an extra 10 minutes to set up. My amp wasn't working. Uh, I think Atreyu was having issues like getting a signal to pass his pedal board. It was a shit show, and like at that point, I was just beyond done with it. So I was just like running around into people, just screaming incoherently. Oh no! <laughs> that's oh no! Joey's. No, that my uh, my speaker cable crapped out. That's yeah, that's yeah. Joey's go-to. Like if Joey ever has technical problems, Joey just straight up takes a mic and then they just go out and start like fucking with people. But then you know, <laughs> just screaming and running plan. around. That's a good plan. Basically, yeah. at the end of the day, if you don't want technical problems, play drums. Yeah, <laughs> play drums and don't get into samples. <laughs> um you guys but, have definitely um, frozen up on your screen just letting you know right now i can still can hear we you do other projects like okay there you go okay I think oh, we're back. Now, we're back. Does, does the worst show have to does the worst, does the worst show have to deal with terracell or can it be outside eh, it could be whatever okay as long as it's a good story Okay, so yeah, so I do have one, and it was with this man. It was the last show that we played. It was like uh, right before, um, like right before, like all the lockdowns and quarantine happened. Um, we were playing in Roanoke. It's a place here in Virginia, um, and uh, so my guitar player Jeff, uh, who's also my roommate, if he's listening, I'm going to tell the story. He, he hates it. <laughs> Love Jeff. Yes. Um, so we were just having a bad day, like all of us, like the promoter was the whole thing was a total shit show. And um, it was it comes our time to set up. We're setting up and uh, we're having technical difficulties with my guitar players rig. But it turned out it, and it was partially my fault because uh, he was using one of my guitars and something ha- it was an active pickup guitar. Um, something happened with the battery terminal. So it just got he just got was disconnected completely. So it just didn't work. So that guitar shit on him. He ended up getting a guitar from one of the other bands that was playing, but it wasn't in the right setup because we played in a very low tuning. And this guitar was, I think, set up for like D or drop D. And uh, as he's tuning the guitar, one of the strings just breaks. Nice. So eventually, and then the entire time, there's this drunk dude in front of in front of us, the entire time yelling at us, being like, "Come on, play, play!" <laughs> to the point where, to the point where I literally had to put my shit down and look at dude and be like, "Shut the fuck up or get out." <laughs> You know, and uh, even our vocalist, uh, our vocalist Dylan, Dylan, who, yeah, who Hunter plays in another project with him. Asylum. Yep. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, we'll have something for you next year, Chris. Oh, but, um, but yes, and Dylan, Dylan is saying the same stuff to this guy, being like, "Yo, dude, chill out. We're we're doing our best here." And eventually, Jeff just was like, "Fuck it," and just like stood behind like my bass rig while we played. And just to try to give him somewhat of a spotlight because he does do backing vocals on the album. Uh, Dylan was just like, yo, dude, you're going to do vocals for this song. That sucks. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, it did, it, it redeemed itself kind of, but 
Yeah, that's a show that we just would rather just. Isn't there also a, that uh, didn't happen. a World Waker show or something that you guys want to talk about? Yeah, that's. It was just a shit show. Like, it's not funny. It's like, like a good story. I wasn't. In, I wasn't in the band anymore. I had quit like a month or two. Steven knew that this gig was coming. Yeah, it was just <laughs> that's, like a, <laughs> that's why I quit. Yeah, I knew it was going to be a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, basically the same thing happened at that show. Like, just nothing wanted to work. No different than the Terracell show that Joey had technical difficulties with. Just not, nothing was working. That's basically the high. That's basically like the highlight of like our bad show. Is just yeah. Technical. We also technical play with a really intricate lighting setup that, that too. Yeah, sometimes works. Yeah, <laughs> although it sometimes works and not sometimes doesn't work. So like, you're just oh. counting on this thing to fail all the time. Yeah, and if it I works, mean, it's-, it's a miracle. So yeah, I mean we. I, shout out to it's Shiloh. Yeah, shout, shout out Greg, out Greg from Shiloh for hooking us up. <laughs> what kind of lighting setup? So it's it's super fucking janky. If you've seen us, you know. But it's these two giant towers with what look like circus lights. It's got bulbs that flash uh, white and red, and then there are these little boxes of blue lights that sit under our amps. And there are strobes in the bottom of the towers. And then we have these big, like, blue floodlights that hit the ceiling. It's super intricate, but it's, like, super fucking janky. Oh. So instead Is of there, being, like, a like, picture of it, like, on Facebook or something? The, if you go to our Instagram, there's a video posted <laughs> at, like, 2020 where you yeah. can kind of see it. Or, like, there's live videos you can see. But um, it's, it's not like DMX or MIDI controlled at all. It's all analog, which I've never seen before. Our friend Greg handmade it. And everything is hooked together through a series of uh, extension cords that all go into this little brain that's like a guitar pedal. And you can, you know, there's a blue button that turns all the blue lights on. There is a strobe button that turns the strobes on. And it's like, I'm tap dancing and like using my actual guitar pedal board and singing and playing guitar live so uh, there's a pretty high margin for error at our sets i'm glad that uh joey is not completely stressed out to not do this band anymore from the light set (laughs) yeah it's a lot it reminds me don't don't, don't worry that's why i'm taking that he's he's gonna be taking over on the store fortune i work at a church doing like av stuff and uh, i work with will from tulpa and there's been like sometimes when I've had to do stuff by myself and I feel kind of like the same way. Like I'll have to run a stream and then also like run a board and also like make sure other stuff is working and it's stressful. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad and like, I'm glad that Joey sticks it out. Yeah. And like, for, it's, it's like Joey said, like this tour coming up, I'm taking over light duties and some, uh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to all of light duties. <laughs> and then, uh, I'm going to give him a break on vocal duties as well for some songs. Yeah. I got a video up uh, from your Instagram. It was on August 8th. Uh, yeah, and the lights aren't oh. super crazy, but I, I can see some lights happening. They've got some strobes that are pretty like prominent in certain parts where they just literally, I don't know. It's very DIY, but they like hold up pretty well. Like if um, it's kind of like your setup, like your setup is like super like oh the August eighth show we didn't have our lights. <laughs> ah okay. Yeah, um, I'm looking at one from February tenth, twenty twenty now. That might be the one. I see yeah, there's a lot of lights happening. Yeah. But I can't tell if that's from you or from like just overhead or whatever, but okay. Okay. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's it's kind of like how you, your setup's very low fidelity, our setup is like very high fidelity as far as like what you have to hook in, I guess, and like coordinate. But they uh, I would say both our like light setups are like pretty like well. Like they both get the job done. Your your light show is incredible, like insane. Um well, thank <laughs> by you. the way. 
but like uh i think i think ours um has like a similar like quality as far as how much light it can project and like the capabilities of it and whatnot it's just you know we don't have the um was that thing the connection that you talked like about like dmx yeah we don't have we don't have that connectivity yet you, you do that but, right i mean that. i can but i don't i just set it to uh, react to the sound so oh yeah which, people think that I program it, but uh, I'm good. <laughs> That's so like <laughs> over my head, and I don't have time to sit there just like for like for what thirty minutes I'd have to like program what setting these lights would use every time. Yeah, uh, I know uh, Black Mirror like events ass. just like set theirs up like that, and Michael said that it was a fucking nightmare. Oh so. yeah, I, I saw their first show. Where well, they and theirs is just uh, 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 show lights too. So like, just imagine like different patterns of lights and like yeah. different colors yeah. and stuff. Oh my god, that'd be a pain in the ass. Yeah, completely. I don't know how people do it yeah. <laughs> on this scale, at least. So you guys got shirts, vinyl and cassettes available over at terracell.bandcamp.com. Um, yes. Is there more stuff available on like a, a label website or? Yeah. So there's a couple of additional shirt designs on, um, on Fisher King storefront here. Um, Wait, so what's the website? um it's a store frontier account if you go to the fisher king instagram uh there's a link tree and you can find everything there you need to make a terracell link tree oh, i feel like it's included in that it, it is yeah <laughs> okay um, so yeah, um but yeah we don't have cassettes available right now for pre-order but they'll be bit, they'll be done next monday after double um so they'll be at the, the album release show that we have at Ipanema Cafe. Uh, it was October 17th. Yep. Um, and we're playing that with um, Circle Breaker, um, Gift from God, and Flesh, Flesh Machine. Machine. I leave anybody out or it's just stuff for right? Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, but yeah, we, we'll have them up on uh, Bandcamp probably that Monday. So next Monday we'll have uh, cassettes available. Um, you do have cassettes yeah, from your EP available still, I think, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The the EP and the split cassettes are still. We repressed the EP uh, cassettes, and then we have a ton of split ones left. So if anybody wants to snag any of those, we've got plenty. <clears throat> um. So I guess we could wrap this up with your album of the year, current album of the year. At least. I've got my last FN oh, open right now. I so. I'm going to say three because I'm indecisive. I'm going to say four because I'm indecisive. Uh, new Soul Glow is fucking perfect. Yes. Uh, new Mama Leak is yes. the most interesting thing I've heard in the past couple years. Uh, City of Caterpillars new album is fucking flawless. And then uh, Chat Pile, of course. Is yeah. Really good. Those are those are goaded for sure. I've never heard of Mama Leak before. Oh, man. It oh, is. Man. It's genuinely weird music. <clears throat> like, not like it's like mr bungle but like with a woodwind orchestra playing like that's great it's insane is it's it like leak noise. like l-e-e-k or leak is yes, l-e-e-k it's also two um it's two anonymous brothers like nobody knows who probably the people at flinzer know but they've got other members now as well it's like five or six people so now. it's it's yeah and i looked at the i got the record um and it, it i don't think it really credits anybody no, it's just they're like anonymous. they're just all in like like hoods or masks or whatever kind of like burlap sacks over there yeah they, they play shows with like sacks over there. it's insane it's amazing <laughs> um and the fact that like they're at the level they are like signed to a label and they're doing this and they're still anonymous is like mind-blowing they've always been anonymous like any mama leak record you don't know who these people are and i think they've been doing it for like 
10, 15 years or something like that. Around I think that, like 2010s that when they came out. Yeah. Super, so, super great band. Ridiculous. Um, well, I have uh, to, what's your album of the year, Hunter? I have to also kind of uh, express those same points that Joy made on those records. Uh, I'm going to go off of my last FM because I think that's probably the albums I listen to the most probably is uh, a good um, indicator of what I've been doing this year. Um, coincidentally, the number one most streamed record I have this year is Autonomous Weapons, uh, Black Mirror Device. Nice. It's a great record. Um, sometimes can't stop listening to it. It's very, it's very infectious. It looks like I've streamed this record 350 times. So Michael Tony and, and the gang, you guys are you're welcome for hitting a thousand on whatever song she did because of me. Um, I think they're way ahead of a thousand. <laughs> nah, I, I know. <laughs> um, Christ Fucker came out last year, right? I don't know. Portrayal <laughs> just keeps. Uh, I really like the Caged in Gold Helpless record. I've said that in previous podcasts, but that one is up there. Uh, the New Wind in the Trees is New Wind in the Trees is amazing. Shout out to all of them. Super glad that they have uh, Matt from previously Noise Says and Wormhole, right? Wormhole? I believe so. Uh, they're ridiculous. Um, also, um, the new Mothman record is crazy good. Um, oh, yeah, I love, Mo- love Mothman to death. And I think the last two I'll talk about, um, there's a band from Richmond called Dumbwaiter. It's like very experimental um, math injected with saxophone and other like... <coughs> Uh, genres and stuff they're insane uh their news record gouch gists is ridiculous um it's literally the perfect night driving record like if you're ever low on energy and need a record at night and need a record to like get you through a drive that is like the record to go to it's ridiculous i've heard the name before i never uh, checked them out though i didn't know that they dropped anything new recently um they have a bunch of older stuff that's more like tappy and mathier but like this kind of like channels the best parts of like noise rock math and like with the saxophone, it all just kind of drives it together. And I think the last record I'll talk about um, is the new Mars Volta record. I can't stop listening to it. Um, granted, a lot of people don't really like it because it's pop, but I think them going in that direction is awesome. Um, it's very unexpected. I like when bands take unexpected turns and do like very um, off kilter stuff. It's it's great. Um, I'll also say like the new Ken Mode record is oh, yeah. You, you have to like breathe. You have to remember to breathe during like certain parts of that record. It's relent- <laughs> relentlessly like just like gnashing, if that's the correct term. I don't know. It's like you're gnawing at your or you're grinding your teeth the entire time listening to the record of like how insane it's put together and unsettling at times. It's great. Uh, Steven? Steven. Hmm? What are your records of the year? What are mine? Uh, so my, I'll only have two. I'm not, I'm terrible with keeping up to date with stuff like these ones are. These ones? <laughs> I just, I just listen. I just listen to music. <laughs> I got you. Uh, yeah. But, uh, my two picks would be the new Meshuga album. I mean, oh man. I mean, it's Meshuga, so you're going to get Meshuga every time. <laughs> but I mean, that album, the, was it Immutable? Yeah, it's it's great. And I actually just saw them two weeks ago with Converge and Torch, and that was a great show. The fact that they that took the, the Down With oh. the Sickness syncopated riff and made it better in Broken Cog <laughs> yeah. is ridiculous. It was like, what? sorry to interrupt, but when I heard Broken Cog for the first time, and that's like the first track on the new Sugar record, I like was like, wait, 
they're taking the of the down with the sickness and they're making it their own but it's like so much better it's ridiculous yeah at first i wanted to hate it because i'm like you guys are really taking the same the same thing from disturb but at the same time it's like they're just doing it in their way and you'll never hear a bad mashuga song so yeah and that's the other thing too is like they a, a couple songs i think a couple songs on the album they kind of steered away from eight string and brought back just the sevens hell yeah which is really weird that one that's got god in the name is ridiculous too yeah i can't think of it that's like in the middle of the record mm-hmm. and uh i guess my my second one would probably be the new vermin wound oh my god oh yeah. i Jesus forgot about that Christ. yeah like all of us are huge primitive man fans, but like Ethan's other band, Vermin Womb, is just a whole other level of disgusting. It's the most pissed off sound. Imagine primitive. <laughs> imagine imagine primitive man if primitive went primitive man went grindcore. It's like primitive man, but like listening to it at forty five RPM instead of thirty three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I, I've been trying to get him on the cast actually. Yeah, the new yeah. album, uh, the new album Retaliation is is pretty ignorant. So also I'll say, uh, check that out. Shout out to Rotting and Dirt. For their uh, new release, yeah. Sagama Beach. Travis, I love you. Also, very, very pissed off music. It's great. Um, all the other homies too um, that we did not mention. You guys are all fucking killing it. And we love you. There's been too much good music this year. Yeah, there really has. Like, honestly, yeah. I feel like the past years have been kind of disappointed at the end of the year. But like, I actually can't keep up with how much yeah. cool shit. This it's year. funny because like when COVID first like became like lockdown and stuff like that, a lot of people were. At least from my experience, we're talking about how like hard it was to write music, but like seeing all the music that's yielded out of that and all of like the isolation and everything, it's ridiculous to actually see how much like amazing stuff has resulted from the pandemic. Right, it's been crazy the past couple of years. There's been so much shit. Portrayal of Guild are always just going to be like, all right, we got two albums for you, full of full of hell, full of hell. Are always going to put out like one or two things a year, eight splits. I, I love it because piggybacking on what joey talked about earlier with um maintaining like that one release a year and stuff and like getting cold feet and like not wanting to release stuff and wanting to release stuff i think the pandemic definitely brought about the the sensibility that it's probably a good idea that bands start releasing things once a year huh you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like before it was like bands taking five years to write a record and then it comes out and people are like okay but bands continually putting out stuff and quality stuff i'm glad it's like a norm now like it's the fact that ken mode have like another record that's unreleased is mind-blowing and i can't wait for it yeah yeah there's a lot of uh stuff to keep up with now and you know i feel like rap's kind of like far ahead farther ahead of us where they're doing like uh singles and stuff constantly rather than us just doing like an album a year or something i I think like streaming in general is just like created a necessity to be more prolific as an artist because before it's like you know you have the 90s before the internet and shit and like you're kind of relying on a label where you can you know get away with putting something out every two or three years and now like everything just moves so fast like you have to be on top of it right well like these uh, services also incentivize you to drop new things cons- con- yeah. consistently because then it would be like immediately shared to like people's playlists and stuff like that or like yeah. on tiktok you could like blow up you know what i mean like if you're constantly throwing stuff out so it's all just like a, a content generation machine right but then you got like the opposing force which is everybody wants to like buy your album as a vinyl or something you know what i mean yeah. so it's like i don't know gotta figure out a way to like balance the two things you know for sure it's funny um like sometimes playing shows you run into like people um who like grew up with 
a heavy like CD um, cassette and like vinyl culture, like in the seventies and eighties and stuff. And um, you'll be like, yeah, we have tapes. And they'll just be like tapes, tapes have come back. It's like, bro. It's so funny. Like vinyl <laughs> is the new CDs. Uh, tapes are the new vinyl. And then CDs are just kind of like, uh, yeah, I guess what, somebody what, wants some. Wrong, right. <laughs> um also as like a another side note let me say that the uh god-awful truth under the pier split is fantastic i just want to throw it out there um it, in my opinion it kind of uh out overshadowed the uh end cult leader split and i hate i hate to damn that, those are big words it's 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 like both bands step their game up even more but yeah shout out to god-awful truth and under the pier for making consistently more ridiculous music than anyone could ever imagine <laughs> yeah um anything else you guys want to say before we head on out um on tour we're going to be debuting a live guitarist that is completely an outsider to the band um it's um wesley formerly ethan from tulpa um we've just tulpa has been playing a lot of gigs so um Ethan Wesley's been getting very um, like anxious about wanting to play and stuff like that. So uh, Atreyu won't be able to make this uh, tour with the playing. So we're going to um, happily include Ethan as a second guitarist. Um, also, Joey just wants to run around with a microphone and act very unhinged. So we, we want to support that. Um, <clears throat> but uh, we're excited for uh, Wesley joining us in this um, live capacity and just really stoked for the God's Eyes tour. Definitely, uh, we are just banking on the Furnace Fest uh, God's Eyes performance to carry this whole tour. So, <laughs> uh, so if you're looking for some brutal and beautiful stuff, you gotta check out the uh, check out Caustic Light, the debut album from Terracell, which dropped last Friday through Fisher King Records. Uh, you're on Facebook, Bandcamp, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and all streaming platforms. Do you have a TikTok by any chance? Uh, we're old. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, like when uh, I like made some Instagram reels for the Terracell account, Joey was like also trying to figure out how to do it. And, <coughs> man, reels are hard and TikToks are hard, but like I don't even bother. I'm a crumbling 80 year old man with technology. <laughs> Instagram's <laughs> enough for me, man. Nah, you just repost your videos to TikTok. It's it's super simple, super simple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but as for me, oh, any other uh, links we're trying to show, uh, make people go to? I guess there's uh, FisherKingRecords.bandcamp.com, I imagine? Yeah, FisherKingRecords.bandcamp, FisherKingRecords.com. Uh, you can pre-order the record. They are moving way faster than anticipated. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. So wow. you can pre-order today. They're shipping out sometime between January and February. Um, may end up having to do a second press. We'll see. Also, shout out uh, the sound that ends creation. There's a new EP dropping. I don't know if anybody's aware. Um, <laughs> Bubblegum City, baby. Yeah, Bubblegum City, Bubblegum Unicorn City, baby. Um, <laughs> pre-order that. Sell out all 100 records. Uh, Chris isn't going to press any more of that record. If he does, then he's canceled. <laughs> he's canceled by Christian. No more, no more math core promotion. <laughs> well, uh, as for me, try my channel follow so you always know when I go live. You can also sub to this channel to get access to the interviews before they hit YouTube and other streaming platforms as well. Uh, you can also sub for free by attaching Amazon Prime account. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube folks, if you enjoyed the video, please drop a like, tickle the notification bell, don't forget to subscribe. It's a great way to support me for free. Check out my music with Sound Inscreation at soundinscreation.bandcamp.com. Uh, again, the, I have a 
merch up for pre-order. Uh, we got windbreakers, joggers, vinyl, all sorts of stuff. Um, check that out. Uh, my next guest is Gospel. We got that rescheduled, oh. so that's definitely happening. Um, on, join us this Wednesday, the twelfth at seven PM Central for the live for the live interview on Twitch. Uh, thanks for being here, guys. Hope you had a good time. Dude, that is stoked that I'm stoked that you got gospel. That's insane. Dude, hell yeah, man. Fucking sick. Yeah, I'm 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 definitely tuning in for that one. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for being yeah, here true. and thank you guys for watching and listening. Bye. Bye.